0: Welcome to Cupcakes and Protein Shakes, the podcast that brings you inspiring stories and insights from the world of competitive fitness. I'm your host, Savannah Sharp, previous MPC Bikini national level competitor, WBFF pro fitness model and posing coach. On this podcast, I share my own journey to the stage and interview other female competitors from all divisions and industries, including MPC, IFBB, and WBFF. Each week we bring you new episodes full of motivational stories, helpful tips, and real life experiences from competitors of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, our goal is to provide you the knowledge and inspiration you need to succeed in your own fitness journey. So if you're looking for a podcast that's both informative and entertaining, look no further than Cupcakes and Protein Shakes. Don't miss a single episode. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss out on the latest insights and inspiration from the world of competitive fitness. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so be sure to tune in and join the conversation. Hey
1: guys, welcome back to Cupcakes and Protein Shakes. I am your host, Savannah Sharp. You can follow me on Instagram. As always, at Savannah Sharp Fitness. You can follow me on YouTube, Savannah Sharp Fitness, and this is where that episode will be posted. So, today's episode of Cupcakes and Protein Shakes, I have a fellow amateur bikini bodybuilder. On Cupcakes and Protein Shakes, I like to give other amateurs like myself a voice to share their story. And today we are meeting with Samantha Young. Samantha comes to us with four different. Com- competitions under her belt and she's working towards her first national show we talked about the highs the lows the fun the food and everything in between I am so excited for you guys to be listening to this I had such a blast interviewing Samantha and I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I did recording it I love you guys so much don't forget to follow like subscribe if you can leave me a badass five-star review on iTunes I would love you so much and let's get into today's episode Hi guys, welcome back to cupcakes and protein shakes. We have a, another episode So it's called bikini girl chit chat. So I have a fellow bikini girl, and I want you to introduce yourself. What is your age? What is your name? And where are you from? Hi, I am Samantha
2: Young and I'm 30 years old and I'm from South Florida in the Broward County area.
1: Okay. So you've competed before. So tell us, let's just dive right into your competing journey and see where that takes us. So how many competitions have you done?
2: I've done four competitions.
1: Okay. And when did your journey start?
2: So, uh, July of last year, I had decided I wanted to do uh, bikini fitness competitions and Honestly, I've been playing sports my whole life, um, literally since I was seven, I started on a soccer team, did coach pitch baseball, turned into softball. I've done sports literally ever since always like top of my game, making the all-star list, stuff like that. I even got a scholarship offer to play softball in college and oh, wow. I ended up turning it down though, because I actually had a shoulder injury and, um, they didn't know about it. I made technically the team and they offered me like 28,000 a year. They're like, come join our team. And then I was like, oh, I don't know. I kind of like lost my passion for it. It was like one of those things where I just kind of went with it not for a while. And then I started to really lose that joy, maybe the pain of everything. Right. Um, and when I went to college, I was like free from sports. I was like, wow, this is going to be great. I can kind of do whatever I want. I ended up going to UCF in Orlando. And I saw a friend at the time, she was doing bikini competitions and I was following her journey on Facebook. And she's like my height, my weight. And I was like, wow, I could totally do that. And then I just was, uh, I don't know, like a little intimidated by the whole thing after seeing her journey. And I'm like, I can never look like that. And I went back to the comfort of playing sports again. So I started playing Ultimate Frisbee when I was a freshman in college. And I kind of like rode that out like pretty like intensely for a while. And I mean, I actually am the captain of my team now for Ultimate Frisbee. So I still do that. But last year with COVID, they canceled the entire season. I was like, what am I going to do? And I remembered like I'd been going to the gym for a while um, just for like getting back in shape. I actually have a three-year-old. So after that, I decided to lose weight because I packed on the pounds when I was pregnant and I started this whole journey and I'd lost 50 pounds up to that point. Oh wow! Yeah. It was three years in the making or or more like two, I guess at the time. And I was like, all right, I have to really like, you know, get myself back to normal being an athlete. I have to get to that place where I felt good about myself again. Yeah. And I was just kind of going with the flow and then COVID hit and I've been going to the gym. And when the gyms opened back up, I was like, well, if I can't play the sport that I love, ultimate Frisbee, what am I going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to do a bikini competition. Why not?
1: Cause that's so, the like logical next step.
2: <laughs> well, I figured I'm like, okay, even if I work out from home, this is something I could do. It's right. individualized right. and I don't have to like worry about being on a team and not being able to meet up and stuff. So yeah. I thought, and I saw like they were starting to like look at opening up shows and I found a show I wanted to do. So July of last year, I started my first prep. Um, I didn't have like an official coach per se. She was a nutritionist that I met at the GNC. She was a manager. So she like no supplements and mm-hmm. she was very yoga kind of person and super yeah. sweet, but not, really sure what to do for competitions i was the first person she ever did it for so she had like a friend she was consulting with to kind of get some ideas on how to help me with my diet but i did kind of like a flexible eating plan for that and for my first show i did it's the ruby um down in uh, Boca. so i did that in september last year 2020 and um, I was the only true novice there. So oh, really? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so you got first.
2: <laughs> I did. I got my, uh, my banner up in the back. I got yeah. a nice little trophy for it. So I took overall my very first show. So exciting. Yeah.
1: That's awesome.
2: <laughs> so that was definitely a fun experience. And I lost 17 pounds to get to that place and I felt really good about it. And I'm like, I kind of want to keep doing this. And I found another show that was a month later, the ultimate grand prix. And, um, I took two weeks kind of off. I didn't really do much for that two weeks because I was really stressed out. And my family was like, are you sure you want to do this? I was like a lot for your body. And like, you know, you seem like you're not like doing well with it. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm so determined. I just want to like, look better than I did before. So, um, I kind of like talked to my coach a little bit, but she didn't really know what to do. And I kind of just took it into my own like hands. And I honestly felt like I did really well. In my opinion, I thought I should have placed better, but I got dead last in my class because it was super competitive. So I was like, cool, coming in ninth and open. And I had to do open, unfortunately, because yeah. I want a true novice <laughs> show and I can't do novice. I literally got like bypassed that whole like space of like Mm
1: -hmm. working
2: my way up into open. So I was like, well, all right, into the big girl leagues. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So that was right before the holidays. That was October and I took some time off and I honestly didn't really gain any weight during that time. I didn't do a true reverse. I didn't follow a plan. I just kind of do whatever. And then I was dead set in my head. I'm like, all right, January, I'm going to do another show. I want to do this. And I coached myself. I didn't have any help, nobody. And, um, the show I did was in April. So not gonna lie. I, uh, had some slack off moments cause no accountability, no coach. So I definitely, uh, drink way too much on super bowl weekend. And I try to eat really well, but like, you know, the drinking didn't help. And I'm like, what are you doing? Get your shit together. <laughs> so, um, I thought I I mean, I've looked the best I'd ever looked in my life at that show. Um, and I met uh, this coach there because the girl who beat me, um, I was like, well, if you can't win, why don't you like get the help of the girl that did win and like nice, helping her. Yeah. And oh my gosh, when I came in for that, like I had another show five weeks later, I'm like, can you help me prep for the show in five weeks? And I could not believe the changes I made. I weighed the exact same Completely different. Yeah. And I was like, this is what it's like to have someone who actually knows what they're doing tell you what to do. And I was like, okay, now I'm on board with this whole like legitimate coach. Like, let's do this. And I kind of had a kinship to her because she was pregnant when I met her, the coach. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I had a kid and you're pregnant. It's like, I don't know, one of those things. So yeah. I was really excited um to like get on this train to like really do well. So, I felt like the judging though the show I did with her was like, not as fair. Like I didn't come in last. I was like, yes, accomplishment. Um, but I didn't even come into the first call outs and everyone was looking at the pictures with me and they're like, what happened? I don't know. I thought I looked really good and I couldn't figure it out. So, um, I asked the judges for the feedback and all that stuff too. And they were telling me like, you know come in tighter on like the tie-in and get your core like more hourglass because I have a very straight frame from like sports my whole life yeah. so like everything's built out very wide so this is my journey now I'm on my improvement season and since I'm I technically qualified for nationals I'm gonna do nationals this December and I'm doing a show in November so my prep starts again in two weeks
1: that's so exciting So that's a lot. That's a lot. We're going to pull from it. And we're going to kind of get into some of these things. Like I want to take you back to the first. So like before your fitness journey started, when was the first time that you were introduced to bikini and like, and what was your thoughts, like initial thoughts of like about the body types, about if you could attain it, like when someone was like, oh yeah, I'm a bikini bikini competitor. We're like, what's that? And kind of how did that information get to you?
2: So I was following a lot of people on like YouTube. Um, So I actually had a friend, she doesn't do any of the competing, but she told me about a couple of girls I should follow. So I went to the very beginning of their journey. And this is like their Nikki Blackadder and like Heidi Summers. And like they technically competed back in the day. So I was following their journeys and I was just like so inspired by like just the physique that they attained. And they're like small girls, like they by no means look anything like the pros now. And I can, I could kind of sense, like they probably realized how hard it was and didn't. And they were like, let's do lifestyle fitness. Yeah. And I'm like, I got to take it to the next level kind of fitness for me. So just honestly, following people on Instagram and following YouTube journeys, that's what really got me into it. But Kerrigan Pike, she was the first person that I saw that's like still competing and obviously still kicking butt right now. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I want to look like her. She looks so insanely ripped and I just want to look like a superhero, I guess. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, seriously. Okay. So it wasn't because when I first kind of saw bikini competitors, I literally was like, there's no way I could ever look like that, but I'm going to try to look like fit. That's what I was like, cause I looked at the Olympians and was like, I don't even know how that's possible for someone to look like that. I was like, I know I can't do that, but I'm going to just try to get fit. So that's mm-hmm. kind of how I saw it of like, there's no way, like no way. Um, and then Kieran, she has a similar journey to yours as far as softball and like injuries goes. Like, I think she hurt her back, um, similar to like your, your shoulder, um, with that injury, do you still have like pain in your shoulders from softball? Yes.
2: I hurt my shoulder 15 years ago and it still hurts oh, wow. to this day. but I had shoulder surgery. I waited like six years to have it. Okay. Like I waited way too long. I like graduated college and I'm like, Oh, now I should probably get surgery to fix this. Cause I had yeah. money. And, um, the therapy was ridiculous. Like I couldn't raise my arm, like, like past like my chest, like it wouldn't go anywhere mm-hmm. because they had to tighten it up. My shoulder would dislocate. That's where all the tearing started happening. Um, And honestly, like after I had my son and I started like really going to the gym, I could barely lift more than five pounds sideways. Mm -hmm. And that's this is years later. Um, So I like had no strength and I was scared to push it. But I almost felt like the bodybuilding that I really like got into following YouTubers, following like Instagram. Workouts for a while, like I could see the different exercises, how to protect the shoulder with certain like m- motions. Mm-hmm. And I got to the point now where I'm like, I could do lateral raises with 25 pounds. I'm just like, mm-hmm. in a year, and it's just mm-hmm. like insane. So, I mean, that's something that's so powerful to me is like bodybuilding is not just about like, oh, you want to look amazing, but you're building your body to like do things that you couldn't do before. And as an athlete, I could never do these things with injury. And now I'm just like, 25
1: pounds, no big deal, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's, that's one thing too. Like I was an athlete, like I did volleyball too. So lots of shoulders. So like my right shoulder never officially had an injury, but just like overuse overuse. I still struggle some exercises. It's super heavy. Like this one lags hard. Um, but now I've worked really hard to improve my upper body that like the imbalance. So now I have to focus on lower body. So do you feel like, um, where are your improvements at? Like, are the judges like wanting you to have like a bigger upper body or lower body or like, what are you currently working towards?
2: So almost no one commented on my upper body being too small, which is okay. really cool. Cause yeah. like, I feel like I have a very small frame in my upper body. Yeah. Um, and looking at the comparisons, I definitely had the largest ass. I'll just That's say that
1: Okay. <laughs> in a good way or a bad way.
2: In a good way. Like, I had never seen my butt look like that ever. Definitely. Like, even, and it was not even until like the, like I did depletion and it, that was like two weeks before my show, the last one I did. And I'm like taking pictures on two days before show day. I'm like, oh my God, what is it? It has like this like little rack on top. It like just mm-hmm. has this shape that I'd never seen before. But they, they never, cause I asked them too, I'm like, do you need to see more shape to it or what are you looking for? And they really were more concerned, just like tightening up the tie-in. Yeah. So to me, I'm like, wow. So I really have done a good job in this past year of like building a really good shape. My issue again, is the the my stomach not being as like hourglass. So yeah. um, trying to figure that out is gonna be interesting, but leaner and tighter on the, which really I think the hamstring tie-in will pop more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, my coach was saying because of my shape, building my lats would be really helpful to yeah. create more of that illusion that I have a shape mm-hmm. of like hourglass. So we're working on lats really hard and the tie-ins, um, and they didn't notice anything about my quads or say anything, but my coach was thinking quad development might help a little bit too.
1: Okay. So what are your stats? Like, what is your height? And then what is like stage weights been? if you're comfortable sharing
2: sure um so I'm five foot four and at least to me they, they say I'm five foot three and like mm-hmm. three quarters so yeah whatever um and my first stage weight was 121 and my most recent one I was at 117 which was the leanest I got for a show okay But the most muscular I've looked
1: okay that makes sense so I'm five, seven, and mine was like 131, 135 ish in there. And that's, I was leaner, but I put on more muscle. I think I had one where it's 129 or so, but it's similar. So it's kind of interesting, like how everyone carries their, their weights differently. Um, with your, comp- like at the beginning of your journey too. So, like when you're first starting, um, the first prep, you had not the best coach. So were you just like researching things and like applying to yourself and like bringing them up to the table, like through these journeys that you were following?
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah, I right. listen to podcasts like crazy. I like, I found your podcast. Um, I was listening to Nicole Ferrier, her podcast for a while as well. She's very like scientific with some uh, of the things she talks on. I listen to bikini in the brain. Like I've watched or listened to every single podcast episode they have because yeah what Adam has to say literally resonates with me so much. I'm just like, he seems so knowledgeable, but kind of like, don't listen to the BS out there. Just like, it is what it is. Here's the science. Here's the facts. Um, And it all is like, how does it apply to you? So like when I was um, working with that first coach, I would bring up things to the table. Like, should I be trying this? Like maybe my carbs should drop down. And she'd be like, are you comfortable with that? I'm like, my carbs are at like 80. She's like, we're going to bring it really low to 80. I'm like, you bring lower if you need to it's fine don't worry about it like I know what I need to do here um and the cardio though was something I didn't fully understand at that time like how much you really needed to be doing the closer you got to the show and she was a little uncomfortable pushing pushing too hard yeah because she was just doing food and cardio I took care of all the training um because that wasn't really her knowledge base but I mean now I could talk for for hours on like macronutrients and like different supplements that can like help in certain ways. And like, I love the science of it. I, I could like, I'll have this random guy, Ken, that's like at the gym and he'll, he's like a little bit older and he'll walk up to me and we'll just start talking for like 20 minutes. And I'm just like, wow, where did the time go? Just talking about nutrition.
1: Mm-hmm. So <laughs> what was your cardio routine like at the beginning? And then what is, was it like last show?
2: Okay, so at the very beginning it was really light. Like I was probably doing like five days a week at like 25, 30 minutes towards the end. And then she was saying, like, you might need to start doing a second session. I'm like, yeah. and I didn't really do it. Um, now I know why I should be doing that. So my last show, we got up to morning time. I was doing 60 minutes a day like for the like those last couple of weeks there. And then at the very, very end we, for depletion, we threw in a second session. I think we're at like 25 to 35 minutes with also doing a second like training session with that for like um, some like accessory glute and like abs kind of thing. So um, yeah, that was, it was a lot. So I was definitely doing about an hour and a half a day and I did not realize that that needed to happen. And it really made a difference.
1: Yeah. Um, There was a point in time where I was really active in my job. I was working night shift. And so I had a prep where I did almost no cardio just because I was walking so much in on my job. And then after I switched roles and got a desk job, I, I literally was like, I don't need cardio. I didn't have it before. And then it was like a reality check of like, if you're not active, you have to get the cardio and the steps in. So that's one thing that like working a desk job is like one of the things that's really hard because I have to force myself to get steps. Cause outside of, you know, work, I get none unless I'm training for it. So what do you do as like a career or a job?
2: So, um, I recently did a little adjustment to my job and I was part of the stress of my last show yeah. too. Cause I was like leading into this potential change. Uh-huh. So the company that I've worked for for four years, um, it's a mortgage company and um, I kind of worked up the ranks to doing the marketing and then like kind of working into system design so we could bring data and all that stuff in. So I'm like sitting at the desk all day and then I was battling with this potential job offer from the developer we were working with. He wanted to bring me on full time for his business and um, I didn't know what to do. Cause I was like, ah, oh, I'm so like torn. I'm with this company for four years and I worked so hard, but I knew it was one of those things where I could not go any further in that job. So I kept right now, I, uh, I actually have that job still part-time. I'm doing that like 10 to 15 hours a week. and I'm doing the other job full-time. What's cool is this, he's a more millennial type um, owner. So he's like 30 hours a week or, you know, that's my idea of full-time. You get your work done, you're good. And then I started doing a little like, you know, uh, lifestyle fitness training for a couple of, uh, women in their mid forties and doing all that, being a mom, being in charge of like pick up and drop off for preschool. My husband works downtown, so he's got to leave early. He gets home a little later. Um, and trying to wake up at, you know, four, four 30, get in a meal, get all your supplements and go to the gym, get in your work. It's, it's a lot. Um. Uh, I don't know where I have the time for it. And then also being the captain of my ultimate frisbee team, we meet once a week, we have practice once a week. I'm just, uh, yeah, I don't say no to people.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. And so I want to go through like a tip. So you kind of walked us through like, like a typical routine during prep. And then during improvement season, like when does your day start and like what happens?
2: So during prep, um, I would, I, w- I started doing, the fasted cardio in the morning, I used to do fasted workouts and my coach was like, no, you eat before you work out. Don't do that. (laughs) Like, okay. So I transitioned into doing my fasted cardio in the morning. Um, I'd come home, um, eat, and then I would uh, just kinda get my, try and get a shower in, didn't always happen. Help get my son ready for school, get him off to school, come home, work, and then I would stop at, you know, 5, 5.30, go pick up my son, take him to the gym with me cause they have a daycare. And then I would do my workout for about an hour um, and then take my way home, eat my meal. I would still have like two more meals to eat at that point. Try and go to sleep around 8, 8.30 and start all over again. Um, it's a little less stressful now but I have to wake up earlier because I'm doing my improvement season. I don't have to do an insane amount of cardio. I'll wake up at four 30, eat my meal, um, go to the gym, do my training, follow that up with like 30 minutes of cardio four times a week and then go home, eat another meal again, maybe get a shower. Maybe I don't get my son ready for school and then, uh, start my work day. So yeah, yeah, it's a lot. It's,
1: It's a lot. Um, a lot of people don't, I think, don't realize like what they're
0: signing up for at the beginning. And I think sometimes people might quit when it gets a little bit challenging. Um, so what would you like to tell someone that's thinking about doing a bikini competition as a word of caution as why
1: someone would not want to do it?
2: Um, if you are a selfless. Person, you will struggle with the morality of choosing yourself every day so if you're a mom a wife you know like you have family that you like are you know the core person responsible for a lot of things um you will struggle with that morality of like i can't believe i'm choosing myself every single day i and i i would have those days where i just would want to cry I felt so horrible that I'm just like being this selfish person because I'm trying to like accomplish a goal that it it's inspiring to me, inspiring to others, but maybe to, you know, my son who's three, he doesn't know the difference. He just knows I'm not around. Right. So, um, that's one of those things where you have to get comfortable choosing yourself. And if you can't feel comfortable with that, that is not, this is not the sport for you.
1: Yeah, I agree. I have a couple of, um, I have a couple of clients too that struggle just with lifestyle of like, you know, I had to do the the dishes and the laundry and my family and my kids first. And it's like, I either forgot to eat or I forgot to work out. And I, I don't personally look at it like it's selfish. The sport of bodybuilding is, um, during, during prep. But I think like when you're pursuing something that like makes you happy, I think that helps like the whole, whole family, you know? Um, but oh, there's sure. points in prep where like, it, you, you can't process so much information because your calories are so low. So <laughs> you're, 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 you're there, but sometimes you're like, uh-huh. Yeah. 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 And if someone is not in a calorie deficit, they might think you're a little crazy, you know, <laughs> because they're all like, why are you acting so tired? I'm like, well, I've been up for, 13 14 15 20 hours and the uh, 3 hours of cardio plus no food equals I can't think. So I think that's yeah. it's it's good that we that you're able to like give someone caution but also like on the bright side like how has this improved your life for like the better and why would you suggest that someone do do a competition if they're thinking about it?
2: Um I have this thing that I've kind of put in my life it's like a top 5 um and it, the sport almost reiterates this top five for me. So it's like top five things that you prioritize to make your life as optimal as possible. So like for me, my number one is my well being. Um, being in the gym, taking my vitamins every day, like force being forced to do it. Like you're not just like. Oh, Take my vitamins. He's like, no, no, no. If you have goals, you're going to take your vitamins, you're going to manage your health. You have to keep your immune system strong. Like it by putting myself in this position to like um be in this, you know, lifestyle, I am putting my well-being above all else. And that's number one. Number two is being self-productive. So um if I Am not able to feel productive in my day. Like, so I have to take care of myself so then I could be productive. So that means maybe even like my number three is like a clean environment as well. So um, if I can't take care of myself, I can't do my job, I can't keep my home, like feeling my environment feeling clean, then number four is my family. How can I be a good mom? How can I be a good wife? So as much as it could also the selfish thing like my time is being taken away the time that I'm around my family they are seeing the best version of myself they're seeing me take care of things like I'm bringing the you know the breadwinner for my family you know I'm bringing home the bacon I'm keeping the the environment feeling clean and like so my son could feel like good about himself and know that things are taken care of my number five is creativity because I'm a very creative person but If I can take care of these top five things, like, I feel like prep reinforces every step of the way, because if I'm not taking care of all this, I'm no good to anybody anyways. So, um, as much as I want family to be number one and people do put family number one, like prep forces me to put these other things first or being in my off season, I'm forced to do this. Like even right now, I've been sick for this like whole week and my son was sick. My husband was sick. We've all been sick. And it might not be um, me going to the gym is my well-being, but taking care of myself so I can go to the gym next week is my well-being. So it's like, even though it's not going to the gym, I'm still thinking about if I want to go to the gym, I need to take care of myself today so yeah. I feel good tomorrow, kind of thing. Yeah. So I'll rest and I'll do my vitamin C and all that. So that that's kind of like my philosophy on it, and it's even before starting all of this, I was going to the gym and that, that was still my mentality.
1: Okay. So I think there is a point in prep where you had to deal with placing. Um, did you struggle with that placing? Um, never earning first has definitely
2: <laughs> felt like crap. Um, because since I can remember, I've always tried to get to the top level of everything, but, um, I guess I have to also think back to like when I was in college and I started a new sport, I started ultimate Frisbee. I actually quit my first two weeks cause I was no good at it. And honestly, if I had quit the first time that I felt like I didn't place where I should have in this sport, I would have never succeeded. There's, you know, if you quit, there's no improvement to be made. You're just done. Right. Um, so I, I, worked really hard in ultimate frisbee became a captain by my fourth year and it doesn't happen in you know year one but by my fourth year I took my team the nationals right. so you know I'm excited that I'm going to nationals in uh the winter I'm going you know December I'm going to be doing that but I'm also accepting that I know I've never come in first I know I'm not top dog I have the mentality that I want to be top dog but I'm also like accepting of the fact that placing first may not happen. I'm not going to my pro card, my very first national show. So I'm trying to be realistic and know like these girls have been putting in the work for years. I'm just in year one. I got to put, there's more earning for me to do. So I guess I've never really taken for granted the fact that my placing sucked. I may have shed a few tears on that at the time, but looking back on it now, it's just going to force me to improve essentially.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Placings are in a subjective sport. Um, Mm -hmm. if they were dictated on hard work, I feel like I'd get number one every time, (laughs) but that's not the thing. So it's like just a snapshot of time, like literally a two minute window of like, you could have had a pump up food that you just don't digest. You have a gut on stage. You forget to suck in. I I Mm -hmm. don't know. You get real nervous. Your body holds water. You were looking great that morning. Could have won it all. You trip a little bit. Your posing's a little off. Your suit's a little off, like it's the smallest things. Like maybe you didn't have the best hair. Like it's the smallest little things. Uh, But that's kind of one thing. As long as I know that like I did what I could, then I always feel content regardless of like what happens, um, especially at nationals, because that's nationals, it's hard. It's really hard to go pro. It's really, really hard. Um, when I first started, I thought it was easy, like not gonna lie. I literally was like, it's two shows you go to a regional show you get qualified for nationals and you go to a national show and you just get like top one or two easy you can do it in two shows and like the reality is yes some someone could do that but the actuality is it's going to take you a few tries to even place top call outs
2: yes and i'm doing everything naturally too so like i know it's going to be that much harder for me
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, i'm I think I have some genetics on my side because the fact that I have been able to so quickly see so many improvements, like every single show I have an improvement. And it's not just me getting leaner. I could tell the shape of like certain muscle groups are like changing. And I'm like, I, I always felt like I could put on muscle very easily. Like I've had a bicep since I was in elementary school. Like I would, I, I don't know if you ever felt like that too, but I would go up to the boys and I'm like, my biceps are bigger than yours. And they're like, i was a
1: twig i was like skinny fat like not an ounce of muscle like it was literally like bone and flesh and then like a little muffin top section i was really like thin and narrow because i was i grew pretty tall pretty quick so i was never strong ever 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 i think i didn't lift weights well i started lifting weights but not heavy until in college so I mean,
2: lifting weights wasn't really something I did either. Like when I was on my ultimate frisbee team, like, yeah, we would kind of like, you know, go to the gym every once in a while, but no one knew what they were doing. No right. one actually understood form and stuff. Like, um, I mean, I remember before I did start playing ultimate, I took the entire fall and I tried like, you know, doing more cardio I was running a lot. Cause I had just come off of doing track and field And without like actually being in the gym, just sprinting five miles a day. Like it was crazy. Like we just did so much sprinting work. Um, yeah, like, and I did hurdles and just like from natural movements of being an athlete, like I put on a ton of muscle. And when I went to college, I actually took a break from sports and like would go to the gym, but run more long distance. And I actually lost 11 pounds my first year. Um, and, like, people don't lose that much weight. I think part of it was, like, living on my own and knowing I could not be a bottomless pit of eating. I had to, like, literally cut my food down in half every meal and go out and, like, I'll save that for lunch tomorrow. Like, I don't wow. have a lot of money. Um, but, I mean, I definitely got, like, really, like, skinny, skinny, and I, like, lost a lot of my muscle. But then within, like, the six months that I went back to playing sports, I put all that muscle back on. Yeah. It's just crazy. How, like that. Yeah. My body is capable of that. So I want to give it a fighting shot without, you know, any performance enhancing drugs to see like, how naturally can I put this muscle mass on? And I don't, I haven't intentionally eaten a surplus probably in like seven years. Yeah. Like, and that's what's just a couple of months of improvement season. I could tell, like, I've already put on mass in my upper body.
1: Um, it's it's like you're when you're in a deficit for that long like y- your body's like on uncharted territory it is happy it is so happy it's like we've been dying slowly for years in a calorie deficit like literally starving away muscle and fat and then you give it a little extra not a lot but you know just a little and it's like heck yes and you're growing like crazy like for this is like the first literal like true improvement season that i'm actually going in for it's been a long time. I just kind of prep back to back to back to back. So I literally feel like it's I'm like, I feel great. I feel awesome. I'm, I'm don't have those cravings that I had on prep. I don't feel crazy. I don't feel super hungry. Did you ever have like any time where you got like really food focused during your prep? Oh
2: yeah. Um, I was scared to go off track. Like, especially with like that, the last five week prep I did with the coach, like, I'm going to listen to what you tell me to eat. Like it's the Bible. Like, cause I was flexible dieting and kind of eating within a range of macros. And I was yeah. really good at that, but I also had my flexibility. And then she's like, you're having like half a grapefruit with like, you know, like a little bit of uh, chicken. And like, she gave me like the breakdown of what I'd be eating, never discussed what my macros were always just like, here's what you're eating every day. And she would text it to me. I'd reference that every morning. I'd write it down. I'm like, here's my Bible. I eat this. If I eat more than this, I'm screwed. If I no. don't eat this, I'm screwed. Like no. I just had this like very tight mentality and like, it's tough because it was probably the most food focused I'd ever been, but the results were insane in five weeks to not just lose weight, but I re I was like worried for a while. Cause I'm like, I'm not losing weight. How is this even working? And then. I see the difference in the show pictures over five weeks. and I'm just like, okay, there is a huge difference there. Like it's insane. So, um, this improvement season has been tough because I think being so tight on my diet, my digestive system was not prepared to double yeah. its calories, like yeah. pretty much instantly. Like I was like so bloated and uncomfortable and in pain for about a month straight. Yeah. I just, we didn't know what it was. I was like, I wasn't eating rice before. And she had me eating like cream of rice, rice cakes and rice like all day. And I'm just like, let's cut out the rice and see if that helped. That didn't help. Um, so I tried a bunch of different things and I was also like every single meal I would eat, I'd finish. I'm like, I'm still hungry. And I was like at this high caloric intake and I'm like starving all day. And it didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And it was actually getting sick this past week is really like oddly Thrown me into like this normal balance of like I eat a meal and I finish. I'm like I'm full. I was it was bad though because I was missing meals because I was like really busy and I'm just like okay now I'm not eating enough. Mm-hmm. But it's like weird how you go from not being able to satisfy your your food cravings at all to like eating like a cheat meal and I had like two slices of pizza for a cheat meal and they're like small and I'm like yeah I don't want anymore
1: and yeah. I actually cool it's and so it's- weird how your body does that like I I during prep it was like all I could dream about was food that I wasn't supposed to have it was like I wanted the cookies and the cupcakes and all this stuff and then when I got in my improvement season it's a little bit more flexible I can go out I can have a meal like I'll have a meal and skip dessert sometimes and like the past version of myself would never do that. Like what do you, we don't skip dessert. Like now it's like, okay, you know, like I'm satisfied with those calories. I'm satisfied what I ate. I'm full. Like I can stop myself. It's, it's just your hormones. I think uh, that's what I've experienced is like once they're after normally it takes me like six to eight weeks before they balance back post-show. And then I don't feel like that I can't get full. Like I would literally same thing. Like we would mm-hmm. like increase my calories back to maintenance right after I would eat them and be more hungry than in prep, like starving, 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 just cause like, I don't know, like your metabolism's on fire, like with a little bit of extra calories and your hormones are like, you've suppressed your appetite for so long. You've mm-hmm. like said, I'm not eating, even though I'm hungry. And then finally you start to eat a little bit. And then it's like, brings all these Things back. It's like, okay, we're going to tell you that you're hungry. Now that you're eating, we're going to like make you have all these weird aversions and weird things like that. Um, was there anything weird that you either craved or created during prep to have? Like any like little food things?
2: I'm a master pancake maker. Okay. You give me what I'm allowed to have in a meal and I'll turn it into a pancake. Now that's not like chicken and asparagus, but you know, you give me like the oat and egg combo and I will make a pancake with it um and I that was my thing I was like every time um but I had like it it was the sweet foods honestly I love cooking though I I wanted to like own a cake shop for a while like I do like cake decorating and stuff it's really fun for me um so when it came to the dessert I was like I'm gonna get creative I'm gonna make this taste good Um, and I would even like, you know, like the morning cocktail, if you have to have the warm water with the apple cider vinegar, the lemon juice. I was like, what if I put some organic stevia in there? Oh, it tastes like a lemonade. Like mm-hmm. I would just try and find ways to make everything taste good. Like I would take my, my greens, you know, like the powdered greens. Mm-hmm. I put some uh, black iced coffee in it for my pre-workout because I would drink that before I go work out. I was like, I can't drink black coffee on its own. This kind of tastes like a green tea latte. What if I combine it? So oh, like... No. I would start coming up with all these ideas of things and like, um, I was reliant on flavor God seasonings for sure. I love flavor God seasonings. i I mean, I'm not scared of salt, so I'd add salt on top of it, yeah. but I like that I can control the salt and increase it, but still have the flavor. So I would air fry absolutely everything. Um, mm-hmm. chicken in the air fryer. Um, I would, uh, I, I just had so many different things before I was on this more strict prep. Um, I was with the flexible food. I was having a lot more fun. <laughs> um, like a uh, Green Giant has these cauliflower yankees, and if you sprinkle salt and garlic parmesan seasoning with a little avocado oil spray, air fry that. They taste like breadsticks. Right. <laughs> yeah, they can, really good. They come out like little breadstick nuggets, uh-huh. and you could dip them in like I would. I would do like um. This was during the fall time, so it was like pumpkin tomato sauce, and I would just like. Mm, oh wow you got real creative oh yeah oh I have a brownie that I make with Mm -hmm. casein protein powder almond flour and egg whites and um, almond uh, milk as the base and then a little baking powder and I would put I would would measure out the exact number of chocolate chips I could have um, and I would microwave it in a microwave omelet maker as opposed to a microwave cake and it Mm -hmm. makes it like a brownie Uh and you put a little fat-free whip on top that oh wow, so good. Yeah. I have a pumpkin microwave cake that I was making for this off season. Um, but those this was before she gave me my like actual off season plan. I had like a week or two where I could play with things, mm-hmm. and pumpkin, uh, like a pumpkin pie microwave cake, so freaking good. I even got my family to eat it at like a brunch recently, and they all enjoyed it. They're like, "Is this just regular cake?" I'm like, "It's like oats." pumpkin egg whites a little protein powder not much else to it yeah and they're just like what are you doing like how did you make this so um desserts were my thing greek yogurt with protein powder on a rice cake yes it makes a little cheesecake
1: uh jello mix yep. in it, and it yep. tastes like a little cheesecake it's yeah i've done that one too and then you can just like put it, it that cheesecake and any protein shake it tastes so good
2: Mm-hmm. um casein powder I've learned is my best friend because it thickens up better than like weight. Yeah. So for my like nighttime desserts, you take like casein powder, peanut butter powder, powder, and almonds. It's like a cake batter consistency. And I even got my boss eating it. he said, he calls it Sam's dessert. He's just like, loves it. He shared with his friends. They all eat it.
1: So oh, that's awesome. As well. That's really cool. Um, <laughs> yes besides food what was your did you get a cheat meal after your show like what did what was your go-to
2: so I it just kind of started becoming my tradition but um white pizza and red wine that's my my post like my little cheat meal I have what is white Um, pizza uh it's no tomato sauce on it and it's just like regatta cheese and mozzarella and some people do like Parmesan or some other random uh-huh. cheeses on it, but it's basically just like cheesy bread on steroids.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
2: Say. Um, it's so good. It's, I think white pizza is better than regular pizza. I dare anyone to tell me otherwise.
1: Okay. And, and wine. I don't know what mine is. I think it was peanut butter, jelly burgers. If I can find them. Oh, that, yeah. I've never had one. Oh. It's so good. It's just so good. It's so random. Cause it's like, I love peanut butter, obviously every, every competitor loves peanut butter. So it's like the warm, melty peanut butter. And then it's a burger. And then you have the sweetness of jelly. Maybe it's like a spicy jam. Ooh. And like all those together, you can throw some bacon on it. If you want a little crunch and then mm-hmm. some fries, like sweet potato fries on the side, it just, it just all comes together in a great little bite. Um, that's good. Is there like
2: a dessert? That's your favorite. I know you obviously like, um, dessert.
1: So. Yeah. I mean, cupcakes and protein shakes is like, uh, <laughs> part of the podcast. Um, I'll ask you about that in just a second, but, uh, my favorite dessert is like, gosh, it's really hard to discriminate on certain desserts, but I like any type of like gooey brownie or cookie, or if they have like, you know, most places have like a, like a, I don't know. It's like an iron, you know, like an iron casket brownie Skittle or something, anything that's like hot or warm. And I love, (laughs) I love cookies. Like, I think it was trending on Instagram, like all these cookie companies that are just like these massive cookies. (laughs) So I kind of got addicted to those for uh, quite some time. I don't eat cupcakes as often as you would think. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't ever have cupcakes unless it's like someone's birthday or something like that but what is your favorite cupcake or protein shake?
2: Definitely cupcake. And that's because I just have a kinship to them with like really enjoying baking cakes. yeah. And I would do beer infused cupcakes as my specialty.
1: What? Okay. So you have to explain like, what's the frosting layer? What's the texture like?
2: Okay. My best one that I came up with was uh, my blue moon cupcake. So I would do like a, um, a, coriander spiced cake as my base with the beer mixed into it. And then the frosting would be an orange coriander buttercream.
1: Oh, that sounds really good. I, so I really like, um, I've kind of switched and like my sweet tooth is more like, um, fruity. So like lemon, I'm a huge fan, like strawberry, like flavored type of desserts. Like I'm really big into those, those two flavors, nothing, uh, orange. I haven't had any orange desserts, but all of those like fruity sweet flavors like they're so good I love I love food so much um but let's get back to the journey and like the motivation and like why we're here um was there ever a point that you thought about quitting during your time competing
2: uh yes so that was after my first show before going into my second show um where I took two weeks off So right after the first show, the week after was my brother's wedding and I saw a lot of family and they're like, wow, you look amazing and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. But then the motivation started to like trail off for me because, you know, going into a wedding weekend, you kind of like don't really focus as much on yourself. You're kind of more focused on the family and like don't really go to the gym as much. And I was enjoying sleeping in and I was just like, wow, this is like way easier of a life to like before <laughs> the morning. It's just I like, know. um, it was, I was also, okay. So when I was going to the gym for our, those couple of years before starting on um, doing a show, I lived like right down the road from my mom and she was actually my workout partner every morning. Um, I'd call her in the morning, go pick her up, take her to the gym. We work out together and going into the like last couple of weeks of my first show, I would moved like 20 minutes away. So like going to the gym with her was not feasible. So going by myself, it was like hard. And after that, I'm like, I don't know if I could do this without like my gym partner, you know, like it was like hard, like no one was uh, keeping me accountable to like wake up in the morning and go. So it was almost like the training part became hard. The like diet, I didn't want to stick to a diet, but I. I don't know, just something happened where it just sunk in. It it was almost like my sister was telling me, you should just take a break. You're super stressed out. My son was like having some issues. They, you know, being uh, like diagnosed with development, developmental delay as like a disability, which is not the worst one that could happen. But at the time they were like, he could be autistic. And I was just like really stressed out. I'm like, this is going to be a lot going on in my life. And I was like, "Do I she's like, "Do you really have the time to do all this? You have to focus on your family?" And it was almost like her saying that re-triggered like that top five in my head. I'm like, I am a mess right now, more than I've ever been before, and I haven't been taking care of myself these last two weeks. So I- it was almost like someone saying, "You shouldn't do something motivated me to do it, mm-hmm. I guess." And that's when it clicked. I'm like, "No, you have to do this. Like you have to continue like don't give up like you're so like you're so close to like just improving and getting to the next level and that was my almost quitting moment yeah. and it was when things get hard you can't just always go to what's comfortable you have to like be uncomfortable to actually grow as a person
1: yeah I agree with you. Like there's, there's several times, like the the fitness journey, it's, it's glorified through social media of, you see the stage pictures, you see like the fun and like the treats, you see these shredded girls eating whatever they, whatever they want without any consequences. And it's not always like that. Like you get the fun experience of, okay, well now some healthy foods are bloating me and I can't digest them. And it's uncomfortable to be in a calorie deficit. Now it's uncomfortable to be in an improvement season. It's like, there's like this few windows where you're like, I actually feel good today. It's like mostly of like, okay, I'm either tired, I'm hungry or I'm too full or like my digestion's off. So there's just so many different like ways that your journey is going through, um, that I, I really it's for the most part, it's training all the time. The diet is 24 seven. I think that's really hard because you can't just turn it off when you are having a stressed out day, like when you're Mm -hmm. having life happen and you're stressed, most people reach for alcohol or food At, at the end of the day, you get stressed out You grab a bottle of wine and a piece of cake or whatever it is, or we don't have that luxury. So it's like when we're having a bad day, we just have to get it done. Like you go and you train it out. That's really like it all that you can do. Even if you don't want to be there, you're like, well, I can't not go. So might as well, you know, maybe I'm doing a really extra motivated after, you know, whatever happens with your day. And so the gym kind of starts to become therapy because you're there all the time. Um, well, let me see. So you've done, you said four shows, right? Mm-hmm. So yes. the fifth show is coming up and you're going to start prep when? Two weeks. In so two weeks. I'm
2: actually, yeah. Okay. I'm going on a, it's perfect timing. I didn't even tell my coach that I have like a Disney trip coming up and it's literally prep starts as soon as I get back from my trip, basically. Okay. So it'll be 14 weeks leading into a show in November. And then, um, I'll have another month before nationals, So I'm doing that show just to kind of like warm myself back up into it and like, see how my body's responding. I don't want to just get ready for nationals and like not be ready in time. So what
1: nationals are you doing?
2: Um, the ones that are uh, in Orlando, um, normally would be in Miami, I guess,
1: but this one is, they've moved. It's literally just called like nationals. Like, isn't it just that's what Yeah, it's okay. like
2: national championships or something. Yeah. Like that. It's like- the end
1: of the year. So that's yeah. the so that's like the most competitive one. Just yeah. so you know. But it'll be fun because it's the end of the year. So everyone that has not gone pro that is still ready to go through dieting past Thanksgiving, past Halloween, they're gonna be there. So it's normally one of the most competitive shows in the whole country. But
2: yeah. I'm wishing,
1: (laughs) I'm wishing you luck. I'm wishing you luck and you're going to get some good feedback from it regardless of, you know, how it goes. So it's good to get your feet wet. Nationals is a whole new animal. So I got real motivated after, after, I think after you see how many girls are like on your level, but better, you're like, Oh there was things I could have been doing. There, I could have pushed harder. I could have lift heavier. So seeing how just like the quantity of other girls across the entire country that are doing ex- like the same thing that you are doing, it's really eye opening. Just be like, okay, maybe it feels like I'm alone, and maybe I am the hardest worker at my local gym. But compared to these girls over here, there's always more that you can be doing, which is one of the fun parts too, because you just get to keep improving and improving, um, throughout your entire journey. Um, so I asked you about cupcakes and protein shakes. Was there any part of your like competitive journey that we didn't touch on that you wanted to make sure that we talked about?
2: Um, I I feel like we covered a great deal. One of the things though, that I'm just now starting on now, and I was kind of curious on like, if you have any like knowledge on it. So Getting my period on show day or the week leading up to show day has always been literally the worst experience for me. Um, the show I did in April, the day of the show, I got my period. I was in my suit, about uh, you know, like ready to go back and pump up and I got it. And I'm like, yeah. luckily I got that in time, but that could have been really, really bad. And I could tell my body was just like really inflamed and I hold a lot of water and my digestion is literally the worst on my period. I get high anxiety. Like I, I almost think it's on um, the PMDD symptoms that like the extreme symptoms, like uh, that hits me for a whole week before my period. So I was talking to my OBGYN and I'm like, what should I do? Like, she's like, I can't tell you what other competitors do. Cause she's actually had other bodybuilders who she's like, kind of like consulted with mm-hmm. on this. But, um, we talked about maybe trying birth control to see if that would help. So I just started my first pack in like I, I was on birth control for seven years, but I just started again, um, yesterday. So is that like, have you seen people go through negative experiences on birth control or does it only like help being able to like almost plan when your period's going to happen? And like, I don't, I don't know what to expect as a bodybuilder on birth
1: control. So I'm on birth control pills and, um, like my hormones are like fucked up. <laughs> I'll just tell you right now they're <laughs> fucked up. I dieted way too hard, way too long. Didn't take cheat meals. Didn't take breaks for a long period of time. So with the period, like I lost my period, I still haven't gotten it back for a whole year. It's been over a year and I still haven't gotten it back. And so even on birth control pills, I would have symptoms of it during like that placebo window. Um, but honestly, like I, if I would try to get off of them just because like that synthetic hormones is not going to help. Like, I think, um, there's like Lauren Dana Miller, she experienced the same thing. I think Taraja too, like with hormone, like experiencing like hormone issues when they were on birth control pills. Um, I did them because we were trying to have, you know, not trying to get pregnant. And also like, I wanted to have periods like so they were like consistent at the end of the month and then I wasn't getting them. So uh I, I still struggle with it too like hormonally putting those different things. And sometimes birth control pills can like make you gain weight. So depending on what brand you just have to and they can make you crazy. I've had a competitor friend that had gone on birth control pills and got suicidal from them and had to get off of them. So like, just be very careful with them. Um, just because I think there's a lot more negative side effects than there are good. If you're just worried about controlling your period, um, there's competitors like Jenron Ron She said that she got her period and she won like the Chicago pro, um, a lot of competitors do at like high levels and you wouldn't know. Um, but one thing that I heard a couple coaches do is if girls are on their cycle during like peak week or leading up to it, they'll have them take diuretics. So just like shedding a little bit of extra water. So if you, if you need them, take them just so you can like get rid of that layer. Um, But yeah. It, it happens. It's unfortunate. If you know, you're normally like at the beginning or end of the month, maybe try to pick a show in the middle of the month <laughs> uh, yeah. if you, if you want to coordinate, but it really shouldn't be like when you're that lean, it it will have an effect on you, but it shouldn't dramatically, you know, you're not going to hit your probably best condition as if, you know, you weren't on it. But at the same time, like it's going to be super, super minimal. It's yeah. uncomfortable, but it, you yeah, know, you're probably not the only one on show day.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it's tough. Cause like when I was uh, in college and like afterwards taking birth control, like I honestly, f- I felt fine at the time. Um, during all that time, I didn't notice anything extreme happening. Yeah. But, um, like I was younger. I never had a kid at that time. And my hormones seemed pretty regular. I was re- literally just taking it to not get pregnant. Yeah. Um. Then I went off birth control after I got married. And then we had my son later in the year, purposefully, it was like all like planned. Um, but, uh, since I had him, I've never been the same. Like my hormones are so like, so crazy. Like my mood swings were insane. Like I would get highly anxious when I was, um, like the whole week before my period, like I just didn't feel like myself. And it was like so difficult. And like, we had talked on with my doctor, she's like, well, some people will take an antidepressant for a couple of days leading into their period. Like, cause I, like I have a very regular normal period. The bloating is, you know, that's like a normal person's bloating, but like, um, my flow is normal. Like cramping is normal. Like I'm not like crazy on any spectrum, but like, I didn't know what I should do. So like, we're trying it to see if it does help with like that, like almost balancing out how my brain functions, I guess. Maybe the birth control will help with that. Um, and I I don't know. I just I am scared of the weight gain. I know some people bloat more on the pill. Um some people their symptoms get worse than better depending on the pill they take. Yeah. But yeah, I'm like nervous, but I'm like, well, you know, if you have to try
1: it for yourself too. So like you could have like amazing side effects of like maybe you lose weight and then you're like super shredded and it works out in your favor. And it it, so it does make your like cycle milder because it Mm -hmm. is like synthetic. So it's not as like strong. So it's always the same amount of time. It's like mild. It's not crazy. Like, I don't feel like I have any cramps or anything like that. Um, but I did mine mostly for acne purposes. So Mm. that's the reason like I've stayed on them is just like help manage acne, um, for the most part. Cause like when I'm training and sweating all the time, like hairline jawline, everything is just nasty, but the fun things about being a competitor, but I think, yeah, to try it and see if not, then, you know, that was the new thing that you added to your plan that changed stuff. So just like, I'm sure you're tracking everything. It's always like, how do you feel? How are you digesting? Like, how's your weight? So just kind of stay tuned with your body.
2: Yes. Yeah. My coach, um, like we had talked also because she's familiar with like um, Peds and like asked, is it something I want to utilize? And I said, no, I want to be natural. And then I brought up birth control. And she's like. It was funny though. She's like, "Don't put those hormones in your body.
1: You don't need that." Yeah, and and that's that's a fun conversation, is because like, what is considered natural when we're like jamming ourselves full of vitamins and fish oils and protein powder and protein bars and these like weird sugar-free chemical sweeteners? You're like, for sure, I am natural, but at the end of the day, like, you know, everything's processed, and so, um, but yeah. I think that's a, that's an interesting, cause I don't think a lot of people actually talk about like birth control pills and, in, in competing. So that's an interesting topic that I've never been asked about.
2: Yeah. That's, I was curious about, cause like, I really don't see a lot of research out there and like, Uh-oh. I looked up the different, um, so like, I know there's progesterone. I can't even say the words, but progesterone uh-huh. and like, the, like basically the, those, um, different kinds of hormones and there's different like types of progesterone. And then there's ones with no estrogen. And I asked my doctor, like, in case everyone was curious, like, what are the different options? And honestly, like the lowest um, estrogen level you can put in your body is the best option of all. Um, But the low, low estrogen is the lowest one on the market. It's like 10, I think, milligrams or MCGs or whatever of the estrogen. There's no generic out there. And I did not want to gamble on having a hundred dollars a month of like a birth control cost. So we went one level up, which is the generic version that is almost like minastrin, um, which I actually used to take. So I was like comfortable on that one, but you actually don't know what you're going to get until you fill your prescription. Yeah. Um. They, they just say generic and it's like the 20 milligrams or whatever of the estrogen level but I guess the different types of progesterone are also like having their own different symptoms. Cause I had requested for the Yaz generic one. Mm-hmm. And she was like, cause that one has the least um, likelihood of prov- like giving you weight gain or bloating issues. Yeah. But apparently it has the highest likelihood of causing blood clots. And she's like, I don't mm-hmm. prescribe that. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. like, okay, <laughs> good to know. Yeah. So in case people are curious and there are est- ones with no estrogen in it but I think those are ones like you literally have to take it the same minute every single day or it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so, uh, that is also an interesting thing that I've learned, but just, I guess, yeah, doing research, I spent a lot of time trying to find the answers and there is no answer. And I guess until you take it and see yeah. how your body reacts. Yeah,
1: pretty so. much that's, that's with everything too. That's for all vitamins and supplements. Like just, I don't know, work for me. You have to try it for you. <laughs> Yeah.
2: Yeah, And it's tough to like flexible dieting versus meal plans and like the different supplements on the market that say they're going to do this and not that and the different brands. And it's, it's just, it's all, there's so much to like, to learn and everyone has an opinion on
1: it. Yeah. I think that's a cool thing too, because it's like a science experiment, because even if you just change like your protein powder brand, that could potentially have a dramatic effect on your results, depending on like the ingredients that are in it. So like even like you can always improve, like you, you can get better quality vitamins or you can get better quality supplements or protein powders. So that's something too. It's like an ever evolving experiment with yourself of like, what foods give me the best energy and like what, what mm-hmm. vitamins make me feel awesome. Or like, is there any nutrients that I'm, i need to add into it? So do you do blood work? I don't
2: and I've been thinking about I probably should have done yeah. it before starting birth control because <laughs> well, I probably shouldn't know where my hormones were beforehand.
1: Yeah. But
2: I haven't done the blood work. Um and I like because I haven't done that, I just have to track everything that touches my like my body and like how I handle it. Like I did do food sensitivity tests like a year ago and I learned that I'm allergic to everything. So um, that's not realistic. Um, I can't live my life like literally avoiding every single potential thing that could cause a flare up. But I do take that really seriously when I'm like eating food and seeing how my body reacts and then finding the things that counteract it the best. Um, So just like listening to my coach has been helpful, but I also know that the time that I didn't have a coach was actually the most informative time I've ever had in my life. Um, it made me a better like train me or what, like a better person for my coach to coach because she knew that I knew more about my body all, like than most people do. Um, cause when you're self-prescribing food and cardio and doing it to yourself, if you are that brave enough to do it, you have to know how every single thing reacts to your body. Wow. Um, some people, when you have a coach, you just do what they say, like I did. And like, but I gave her all the information ahead of time. So she knew what to give me. And I think that's why my results were so good in five weeks.
1: Right.
2: So it's all
1: tough. Everything's hard about this, this whole sport. I but know. Yeah. So what it's is so your cool goals result. in this Where I don't know if I asked you this question.
2: Um, I would love to go pro one day. Um, I just turned 30. So I know I'm like late to starting this whole thing. Some people start when they're 19 and I didn't start till I was, I literally turned 29 and then started my first prep. So like, that was like, boom, boom. Um, so I guess I could say I started my twenties. So, um, goal
1: by the time I'm in my thirties, which is now
2: become a pro. So I have 10 years to do it. Okay.
1: Yeah. I think <laughs> I said, but if I, as long as I get my pro card before I die, like before I'm like 80, I'm like, I'll still, I'll still, that'd be good.
2: Yeah. Like look at master nationals that just happened this weekend. all these people are earning their pro card. And like-
1: I do not want to compete on, on a master's level. Those ladies are dense. Like their muscle <laughs> has been marinating for years. Like I have little baby muscles and there's just this like a different look. Like it's just, that is like thousands more reps, thousands <laughs> more. Like I couldn't even catch up to it. If I tried, I have to age into that like they're looking good. Like some of them, I'm like, how are you masters? And like, look at your perfection. So shout out to all those ladies winning pro cards out there looking good at any age. Yes. And
2: just because you have a kid, don't be scared. Abs can come back. Um, yes. They do. They, like. I mean, I saw my abs, you know, a couple months ago, they're there. They they're still there. exist. Um, I did have the unfortunate issue where like the lower part of my stomach, like right around the belly button, they did split a bit and that took a lot of healing. That is actually why I started going to the gym because I, my body needed to be put back together. Like I went a couple of months after having my son and then I'm like, I was very uncomfortable with my weight still. So I actually joined this um, six week challenge at a gym and they're like, if you can lose 6% body fat in six weeks, the $500 you put up front, you'll get all your money back. Um, wow. yeah. So that's motivation, right? $500. Um, so my goal was obviously the 6% nailed it got 7% loss in that time frame. learned. Um, I got basically free lessons on how to lift learned how not to do a deadlift through my back out. Um, but it was such a great learning experience for me. And that was what started me like going to the gym. So I highly recommend if you've had a kid, take a couple months take care of yourself and your child, but then something like that like there's no better motivation than like the potential loss of money.
1: <laughs> I think that's that's so like that happened to me my first prep. I literally paid in full for six months of coaching and paid for my show before I even started training, paid for everything and was like, okay. Can't go back now. YOLO. We're we in this now? Yes. Can't waste this money. So I think that's a. It's a really good motivation. If money motivates you, then use that as a tool.
2: Yeah, I did a family competition after that because I was just craving like competition of some sort with like getting in shape. Yeah. Because I lost so much weight in that time frame. I think it was like. 12 pounds of straight body fat that, cause I did this, the scale that measures it. Yeah. So they had it in like their actual gym and that was so motivating. I look, I look at some of my scans that I did closer to shows and I'm just like, wow, I cannot believe I got to the point where it wasn't telling you to lose weight anymore. It was saying you should gain weight.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. You're like, um, actually the judges told me to be a leaner. So
2: no, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not listening to you scale. You, yeah. I'm not gaining two more pounds. No, no. Right. I just work. Sorry to lose
1: that. Right. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming on and sharing your story. I should have this up for you for next Wednesday. It'll be on YouTube and on um, like Spotify and Apple and all those different things too. So um, before we go, so tell the listeners if they would like to reach out to you on Instagram and um, just kind of comment on this episode and just if they resonated with you, what is your handle or if you have any other social media platforms where they can get in touch with you.
2: Um, so on Instagram, I'm at Samantha Y So feel free to reach out to me. I love to talk anything about competing lifestyle, fitness training. It's all fun for me. So let me
1: know. Okay. All right. And if you guys wouldn't mind um, screenshot us, tag us both in you guys listening to this episode and how much that you loved it. Give us a five star a review. And I hope you guys have a, a great rest of your week. Whenever you are listening to this.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Cupcakes and Protein Shakes. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and feel motivated to take on your fitness journey. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. If you want to stay up to date with my fitness journey and get more tips and inspiration, follow me on Instagram at Savannah Sharp Fitness and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Savannah Sharp. And if you have a moment, please leave a rating and review of the show. Your feedback helps me create better content and reach more people who need it. Remember, no matter where you are on your fitness journey, you are capable of achieving your goals with hard work and discipline. Keep pushing yourself, stay motivated, and never give up. Thanks for listening and see you next week on Cupcakes and Protein Shakes.